Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. We are beginning this podcast, paying our respects to the traditional custodians of the land in Los Angeles that we're here recording the podcast on, the Keech, Shumash, and Tongva people. And we'd also like to pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you doing my mum again? Or I don't know. <laughs> Hello out there. Hello. I, I like, you know, we very rarely address the beautiful babies off the bat. We, we start talking to each other, but we should take a moment. Yeah. I'm yeah. Ioni. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. <laughs> I've got a spring in my step. Oh. I feel lighter. Good. Because I got out of the cryptocurrency game. <laughs> That's right. I was like, you know, whenever it was- Five six years ago, when it was all happening, I was like, "Oh, I'll get a little bit of this," and it, it. And look, it was not a hugely profitable exercise. I did make a little bit of money on it, it's but pretty, pretty good. I didn't realize that the weight of you know, it's almost like hoarding. Yeah, like it's like cleaning out storage stuff you don't need, like yeah. hoarding money in certain areas that you don't feel personally connected to, you know. I know, you got lit up. You advised up. me. You were I my did. financial advisor. Do you remember I asked a while ago to do it? You weren't ready? I've asked a couple times over the years. I guess I was always, as an artist, my attitude to investments has always been like, if you can ever afford to get them, just hold on to them in any form. Right. Because as, a, as an artist, you know, as a freelancer, you never know when you're going to have any money to be able to put into things. And but, what did you think when I was, just this one I wanted you to sell? Well, I think you wanted me to sell it because you didn't inherently understand or like it as an investment. You never told me like sell Amazon stocks. Again, not that we have some massive portfolio. These are little bits of money stashed in places. But but yeah. you know what? The thing I is, think I was yeah. just nervous about uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah. As but you I'm look, on as old, I'm in like a, not that I, I don't want to keep saying I'm an old head, but I just, uh, yeah, I got nervous about it. Although people who believe in things early on, you know, do really well. I think because I just sort of love culture and love following culture. I invest, whether it's mostly emotionally. Yeah. I invest emotionally in things. Like, you know, I love young artists who are just starting. And I love, like, I love staying on a journey over a long time and watching things unfold. But sometimes- But you feel lighter. I do feel lighter. Why? So you better. just feel like you finally listen to Look, your I think wife? It's like, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> no, but I think like, you know, our friends- Kate and Jake, like they said, when they sold the house, they felt lighter. Like oh, there good. is something about like when you commit to like just moving on with things and keeping life current and in circulation mm -hmm. that it feels good. It's like you're, it's like to use a shamanic term, you are gathering the parts of your spirit back into the present tense and I'm, I'm feeling good. Nice. So thank you for your, obviously this is not financial advice Ioni's giving to uh, the general public, just to me personally. It's part right. of our- uh, over the course of a few years, but yeah, you yeah. finally listened a few days ago. It does take me a minute. It does. With your guidance. But yeah. But I generally do, you know, You're, you're like surrender. bullish. You're stubborn about it. <laughs> but yeah. it's better to do that, I guess, than resent 
um, that makes me think of a conversation we were having. Uh, an old friend uh, last night at this Sunday dinner we went to said, is this a Monday problem or is this a right now problem? Ooh. Yeah, because that was Sunday night. <laughs> so she was saying like, there are certain things, just put them out of your mind. Deal with them on Monday. And not just if it's Sunday, but any, meaning that the Monday problem could also mean, some, some, not symbolically, but also like some things can wait. But we were talking about people who need to do things right away. Yes. And I said, I was saying- I like that, yeah. Yeah, I said, I was talking to- you know, this other couple, I guess I'm not going to name names. And they, I was saying, if I want tech support right away, I'll try to make, read the room and see if you're busy. But if I say to you, can you look at my computer? You can't help it. I have to do it right there. have to do yeah. it. So that's great for me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to also be kind and make sure you're in the right space. Well, your voice, your voice is saying, I'm patient, but your spirit is asking for tech support immediately. But I, you know, don't you think I've gotten better at I do, interrupting I do. your moments? I do, I do. But yeah, but then the Monday. So how do you interpret that? Is this a Monday problem? I guess it's like that thing. It's like some things really can wait. Look, it's it's the secular day of rest, Sunday. It's designed to but be the day when the, the pubs close. It's when the, the church, you know, people go to church, Christians and all that. Sec not secular, Christian day of rest. Um, and I think you, it's okay to take a day off from worrying about things is the point. That's yeah, what I get. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. have to be Sunday. No, it just means is it one you right. have to deal with right now or one you can deal with when yes. is the appropriate Yes, you know I'm very time. literal. So when you say Sunday, you're talking just figuratively. Yeah, but I'm saying what, what I think the expression yeah, yeah. means. Is but it yeah. one that needs to be dealt to cut into your time reserved for other things? Yes, yeah. very nice. So last week was really shaped around the premiere of this extraordinary documentary that's just come out called the oh, – it's. It premiered, but it's coming out soon in the cinemas and digitally about the Elephant Six recording company. It's uh, it was made by Rob Hatchmiller, who also made the other music documentary about that legendary indie record store um, opposite Tower Records up on Fourth, and uh, and Lance Bangs produced it, and I performed at the premiere, and we watched the movie, and I just thought it was like. I don't know, it was kind of a big experience, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it, how much did you know about, did you know any of these bands? Where were you at with this whole I thing going I just knew in? the Neutral Milk Hotel sure, album. Yeah. And um, I, but but I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I knew that um, Atlanta, Georgia, not Atlanta, Georgia, Athens, Athens yeah. Georgia was a place uh, that, well, so B-52s and R.E.M. and all of that came out of there and more. But um, yeah, I knew nothing about it. It was like, what, 95, 96? Yeah, it was like basically through the 90s. I'm trying yeah. to think of what I was doing. Why wasn't I... So I was just getting like a divorce or something. Maybe I was, you know, just like... I don't know, doing kundalini yoga. I don't know <laughs> well, what... Well, there would have been some crossover, but... I mean, this was indie rock. Like you were in LA around a much more, you know, there's the Beastie Boys scene and it was a much more, um, people were playing on a bigger scale at that time, I think, in the world. Whereas this was like a deliberately intimate, small, there was a group of friends, basically. So for people who don't know, it was a group of bands that created an incredible, eclectic, experimental, creative community that included bands like Apples in Stereo, Elf Power, Olivia Tremor Control, 
Yeah, Neutral Milk Hotel. They were kind of the it big ones. It made me want to paint right away because there are a lot of, of the artists who are painters and I, I paint and it made me want to just run home and paint. It was very inspiring. And it's kind of like, it also reminded me of those share houses that you see at the, like, Oberlin College or whatever, like there's an old funky falling down craftsman house or whatever. And, you know, seven uh, early 20 year olds live in it and make it smell disgusting and they're all creative. But this would be, you know, if someone tried to do a progressive school for young adults that wasn't college, but they just did it naturally and they just created and... And they all helped each other helped record each other. and with their and, and the one and person who had that very organized mind... Who yeah, was the well, sort the guy of, from Apple's in stereo, Robert Schneider. And he was sort <laughs> of one of the engines running it and, and, and people crossed over into one another's bands and it yeah he was like the sonic visionary i guess that was producing a lot of the records i mean i loved apples in stereo i and i loved elf power i i was aware of a lot of the other bands but i didn't quite i didn't delve that deeply into the lore at the time i just liked all the bands that were coming out yeah and i love the there was a couple of women in there drumming and doing different things which was nice and then they yeah they just started a label and the art kind of they use their artists in there and it's nice because people again we were sort of talking about this at one point about um creating these spaces and artists do these sort of workshops and things and it's hard not to suck out the natural you know ability it's like it's sort of like when you do an organized class versus things just naturally erupting they're both great but i've been more of a I get. I I find classes suck the life out of me. Yeah, but this wasn't a class. This I know is just that's a group what I'm of, yeah, saying. Yeah. The opposite yeah. of of when people try to do these work, like doing a, a group workshop, commune, whatever. Yeah. You know, for me, it 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 takes it would take away the uh, natural aspect that that I like to create in. But, but by the same token, like when you've made short films, someone's got to get organized and be the person to say, hey, guys, everyone's got great ideas. Let's go make the thing. Well, no, for has sure, to be structure. for sure. And I also do love, thrive. I thrive with organization yeah. like a lot, but inevitably both can fall apart because just because something erupts, it you know, it's not going to last forever. Well, great scenes do have both. There's actual logistical leadership like i think robert he his understanding of engineering and how to make records sound great is a reason why the neutral milk hotel records and all that has had such a life because it was technically correct like he understood all the laws of recording but then there was this organic thing of all these freaky people being like let's express ourselves and when those two things meet it's happening. I know it seemed the documentary is really good. It seemed to start around four tracks. That was the sort of starting point. Like if someone said, you know, do whatever, there's parameters, like do a landscape painting or do a portrait painting. Like there, that's a parameter. This yeah, was four sort track of, recording was the four parameter. track that's was right. the parameter. And it kind of stemmed from, it seemed like pet sounds and beetles inspiration and yeah. you were surprised by the house psychedelic but yeah the four track it's sort of well i had a four i started on a four track yeah um it was a tascam 244 and they were just it was crazy that i mean now it seems the fact when you can buy logic for 200 bucks and put it on your computer it doesn't seem that wild an idea but at the time that you could spend three or four hundred dollars 
and have a home recording studio was just, it was amazing. Yeah. You know? So I think all these lo-fi bands just really leaned into that. And it was reminiscent of like early Beatles and, you know, that's all you needed. Like for, well, yeah, I guess it's like a, an, a sort of version of the cheap trick quote, how do you make a great rock band, uh, three great chords and four great guys. Right. And four good tracks. Or gals. <laughs> gals, yeah. yeah. So we watched the movie and that was really great. And I don't know, I was I was very moved by it in that it didn't go too deeply into like anyone's personal lives or or even just like dreams of rock stardom or all that stuff that sort of traditionally rock documentaries lean into. It was much more about the creative energy and dynamic between the group. And it's something because we're doing so much communal creativity and creating spaces for people. It's something I thought a lot about, like in, in one way, I think you naturally, when you, we've got a good scene going, you want to make it last. Mm -hmm. And so you want to avoid the pitfalls of like infighting and greed and all that sort of stuff. But on the other hand, you don't want to live under the illusion that it's possible to make anything last forever. Yeah. And part of what makes everything special is that you know it does end. Everything yeah. has to end. I know. It was very moving. Yeah, I really I really loved just sitting in that world for a while. All the stuff to do with, you know, just remembering indie shows and posters and fanzines and the way everything communicated. I don't know, it just felt like being a music fan then required so much dedication. Mm. Like it wasn't easy. Like one of the beautiful things about now is it's so easy to access information. Yeah. Whereas back then it was like, it was a lifestyle choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sort of watched my brother do the, you know, he was, uh, you know, in the Devo fan club and, um, you know, he would go to Beatlemania and get, different things in the mail from being a fan. You would order things. I mean, I love, I did a little fanzine. Yeah, fanzines and stuff. You loved all that. I love fanzines. Well, it was just the same way I love now, like podcasts, just that you could make something in your house yeah. and share it immediately yeah. on your own schedule. That's that DIY culture, like still yeah, speaks this, to me. This did, that documentary struck me as, yeah, a lot of people who felt, un, you know, they were dissatisfied with their town and nothing happening there. And so they went somewhere that where it was more happening and would see a band every night and they all found each other, these artists and musicians. And it's sort of interesting, like when you grow up in LA and you have access and you have all these, I mean, people say there's no culture in LA, but but you do have, you know, shows and, and you know, creative people obviously all over the place and parents who tell you, you can do it if you have creative parents. Yeah, it's very different. Even for me growing up in Australia, I think I had an experience that was a bit more like growing up in a smaller town in America where it feels like the main event is happening somewhere else. Yeah. But it was cool how one of the things that this scene had in common with like, you know, the New York punk scene or the beats or whatever was the way you could see the characters all mythologizing each other. Oh, that's great. You know, like who had which qualities and who could bring out things in the group. And Really? Where did you see that? Like, I just think there was like a, an awareness of Jeff Magnum's sensitivity 
you know, the neutral milk hotel yeah. guy. And the, I mean, obviously that was foreshadowing of him, his withdrawal yeah. from public life. But there was a, he definitely paid, played the role to me in the documentary of like the, the artist who was a little too fragile for where the art wanted to take him. They knew that, his friends. I got the sense that there was a quiet reverence oh, for yeah. his creativity. Oh, that's nice. Like, do you remember when he brought in the whether it was the roughs or almost uh uh almost done mixes and played it for the them and and he was like oh i want to add this i want to add that and they were all like stop they're like you've done it right you, you know knew. what i mean it was kind of like oh, yeah like amazing. i think people knew and then i think with robert schneider i think people uh i think they knew that he was their you know eccentric father figure right that was going to help them shape their dreams yeah and that, you know it's just cool the Whether way like subconscious or yeah i mean and that's um it's 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 also nice because even though in la you might have creative parents that may or may not say you should do this too or you should you know do this at all there is a pressure in la to do it in a certain level or way probably whereas for them the nice thing is you know they're coming from a, a town that doesn't have you know so they they get this house together and it's like there's they're in this bubble in a weird way i mean uh, you know and they don't have that pressure from no i think that's exactly right i think that when you grow up in somewhere like la or new york you're almost expected to compete in the main event. Yeah. Whereas when you come from outside, it's like you're kind of inventing the game for yourself. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, beautiful babies. I'm Ben Lee. And I'm Ioni Sky. And we are the hosts of Weirder Together podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, you might like some of the podcasts that our friends make and release on the Weirder Together podcast network. Like punk legend Jello Biafra's Renegade Roundtable. Multidisciplinary artist Brock Enright's trippy sonic journey, Vague Data. Making Ways, the art of music, an exploration of the ways that musicians and visual artists communicate and collaborate. Raw Impressions with Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow. I love that, one of my favorite married couples. And The Blag Show with Sarah and Sally, a collection of never-before-heard vintage interviews with legendary artists. And The Future of Being a Musician with Ben Lee. Find these pods on your favorite podcast platform now. Love ya. So we had the, we watched the movie and then afterwards there was a concert where they'd set up a backing band made up with people, you know, either sort of from the time or peripherally, peripherally connected to the time. And then a series of different singers came out and we each did songs from the catalog, from the Elephant Six catalog and that were in the film. 
Um, it was really great. Um, Corinne Tucker from Sleater Kinney came out and did just a gorgeous version of an Elf Power song. There was also Kate Bollinger, Diners, Amber Kaufman, Honus Honus, and a few other people. And I, I did a song. And so I did this Elf Power song, The Whole World is Waiting. I'll play a little clip for it now. And I got to wear my uh, Rachel Burke giant tinsel cape, which just felt like true to the psychedelic experimental nature. And people night. were dazzled, right? People were dazzled. There was some <laughs> dazzling going on because the band didn't even know I was going to rock that. So I just came out and did You're it. You're truly and dazzling. Truly dazzling. That's a line from Valley Girl. <laughs> that chick Julie, she's truly dazzling. And then the night kind of wrapped up with everybody going outside. And, at the um, woods at Barnsdale Art. Barnsdale um, Art Park. Yeah, it's yeah. this Frank Lloyd Wright. The the history there is we've been kind of going there for some reason, but it's really so, some you know wealthy woman made it. I I don't know what the his. There's a whole history, but there the there's some woods there, and uh, that was very fitting because it they could you know they I don't know if they're exactly like the woods in Georgia, but they could. <laughs> okay, I like you that. Know, you you feel that. Together. And but then it everyone, was a night outdoor huge song along. Yeah, everyone did a, a song along of um in the airplane over the sea, and it was it's funny because that song has taken on also I think through TikTok has taken on a whole life of its own, and people are very. I know, very tender connection to it and feel very like it's 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 played it's a song you can see that has like played a role in pivotal moments in many, 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 many people's it's a top, lives. Top tune. What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream that flash on the screen.
absolutely gorgeous. So everyone was singing outside. And it was just like, it was one of those nights where I really liked how the way they did this premiere, you know, in LA, because everyone's so focused on like, you know, showbiz success. Sometimes they over push the like celebrity angle or having people come to things that are just going to get it attention. And it wasn't that at all. It was all just like musicians, 90s people, like people from the scene all celebrating together the genesis of like, to me, even though we weren't in that scene, so much of it is in like what we're doing with Weirder Together. And it's like, it's in the DNA of people who kind of have like 90s indie rock in them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very, very special. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, it was really cool. I know, yeah. you're right. It didn't have a very different to the uh, Selling Sunset Hollywood the, the, party. The G-Flips, uh, <laughs> G-Flips record release. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was that was great in its own way. And again, these are like competing in different playing fields. But the you know? same idea, like get the word out. And get people that are going to resonate with the actual vibe. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I do think see that's- this movie, it's going to come out in uh, L.A., and not, you know, for a limited time. And it's a great experience. Yeah. And so it's going to be in a few select theaters from August 25th. And then it's going to be on video on demand, which is like Amazon and Apple TV. Uh, I think that happens August. Oh, around the same time, I guess, 25th and 26th. So, you know, in uh, next week, you'll be able to see this film. And it's really, Get it's really, seeped. really You great. can be seeped in that moment. Seeped and steeped. Get in a time machine and go back and you'll be there. Then we threw a little, little, what did we used to call it? Big, big barbecue? Big we bar- had a big, big barbecue over the <laughs> big, weekend. Big, big backbone? What is that from again? <laughs> it was from the Aristocats, I oh, believe. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we had a jam, which was amazing and turned into a, a, a later, late. Listen, every <laughs> night we're coming back so early. Late is we were, everyone left at 10 p.m. and that felt like 1 a.m. It's but, LA, baby. After 10 p.m. is like a know, rager. But, <laughs> but after this barbecue, which was sort of for my niece, Violet, and our friends, Lola and Ella, who came in from Australia. But we uh, had a jam and then a funny hysterical talk we where a, we were was, sort of honoring, t- who's still around and vi- vibrant, Talia Shire. Yes. But it just became this love conversation about how much Talia Shire shaped us when we were younger. Totally. It was a group of like four or five people sitting around telling Talia Shire stories. For people who don't know, Talia was, um, she's an actress who was Adrian in Rocky and she was in Godfather 1 and 2. She's Jason and Robert Schwartzman's mom. So and that's how we Co- And Francis him. and Francis his brother's sister. sister. And so she's the, the, the woman of these two dynamic uh, Italian brothers. And she's like, yeah, she's kind of was the mama, the eccentric mama. Everything is an acting exercise. Uh, she has so many great stories but i can't believe there hasn't been a documentary about her she's a genius that's waiting and then we like texted her in hopes she'd be like come on (laughs) over but i think maybe maybe we'll be invited no we all we also we sent a selfie and just we're like thinking of her it's got to be nice to be to know that like because i do think she you know raising a family in la and seeing all these young creative people in hollywood i think she was a little bit going like guys stay focused what you know be aware work on work from the right place from your heart and have good values and i do think it's like she was kind of worried about all the young people a little with decent reason yeah and we'll get her on the pod <laughs> oh that would be great um so yes yeah, so uh but before that yeah it, it was this sort of lang languid languorous sort of long bar i felt it was a long 
time was moving slowly. Well, yeah, we kind of kicked off around noon. Yeah, and then it went I till... mean, it was nice. It was just, yeah. it was like really hot. And I was shading my, this beautiful uh, English rose. What's her name? She's another kid. She's got red hair and pale skin. I just Oh, kept... Allison. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's so sweet because the sun was, American was rose. beaming down. Yeah. Anyway, so we uh, we jammed with- We had um, a good jam. There's Alex Greenwald, Georgia Mac, Off Menu Andy, and Ben from Slowly Slowly was in town, new Aussie music friend who I didn't so know. So sweet. Yeah, we had a really good jam. It was it was it was it was a rocker. And so yeah, that's where big barbecue, big big barbecue. Uh, let's hear a little. Cl- oh, you know yeah. what? We'll, let's le- we'll go out on big big barbecue at the end of the episode. I think that'll big, be, big keep barbecue. people hanging on. <laughs> and then yeah, so that was like that's sort of our social calendar. Um, well, we went out to our friends for it felt like the last of the summer, like a beautiful meal at someone's house. But it's sort of, I mean, some kids are going back to school already. But John Silver making incredible lobster rolls, main style. I've never had a homemade lobster roll before. Have you? It was the best one yeah, I've ever the real had. Deal. And we went in the pool first, and then I was wearing like a bikini, and you were sort of holding me, which is one of my favorite things: <laughs> is to be sort of gently rocked in <laughs> like a, a pool. Like a baby in a pool, yeah. But it was sort of, you know, the 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 scene there. It's like people I admire there, and you're like sort of lifting me up as people are walking, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I want to be presented to. <laughs> it's really like come out of the pool, see the beauty that lays upon the surface, examine her in full sunlight in all her glory. <laughs> what we had, it was just one of those. Uh, it was perfect, like people paired off and had very dynamic, lovely, long conversations. Um, And it was just that perfect temperature. It was like, you know, the evenings have cooled down a little bit and it was just really... It was really nice. Was it nice to see Sylva after all these years? Yeah, I mean, John um, and also... Shana, his wife, is a, a beautiful baby, apparently. So she may be listening to <gasps> yeah, this. It but was, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, John Silver, I first met when I was 14. And he's one of these figures in the music industry that has just been, you know, constantly around, omnipresent. And it's, it is fun to sort of share some war stories. I do love the, just the accumulated wisdom you get through knocking about in an industry over decades and decades. It's like the stories you can tell, the stories you can only imply, you know. And it was almost like getting healing for me because I know they see my ex a lot. Like they're about, they're almost going to play baseball or something. And I've not crossed paths. So I think like, it, it will normalize something for me, or maybe I was hoping, you know, it's nice to kind of help with those confusing past relationships. Yeah, I find it, I love when things cycle back around and you get to reconnect and re-examine certain moments as, yeah. from a new perspective. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. One day, I think it will... I'm a very funny person with you past, are a funny person, with yeah, past yeah. pain. Like, I find it... I don't want to look at it. I don't want to deal with it. But um, I think it would be good to, you know, get get over it one day. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> it be true. good? Well, there's also the, just that sweetness of as you get older, like Jenny Connor said last night, she said, we're all just, we're all just doing our best. And I think as you get older, you become more forgiving of yourself and of others. Yeah. And it's sort of like we're, we're really old. Who knows what's right or wrong? We're all just trying and we're trying to make it work. Yeah, I'm so, going to recommit to just, you know, being being here and trying to be in the in the in the, in the game that in the in the business we call show. Oh, yes, drinking As, drinking milk. So what is it what is what's the head we quote uh, quote uh, sucking 
milk from the lifeless tit of the very business we call show. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful babies. I hope you have a moment Speaking this week of to sucking tits suck some milk from the lifeless tit of this very business we call podcasting. Thank you for listening. Beautiful babies. We love ya. Love you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.